Counselor Polly Rob, and welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob Podcast. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. We're now on Spotify once again. Um, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and every podcast platform that's out there. Make sure you can just check us out. You know what I mean? And uh, I love doing this. I do this for y'all once again. Um, I love all the comments and all the love. Especially um, for the last episode, um, the last episode, I got kind of emotional towards the end. So uh, I want to apologize for that. Um, you know, it was a real thing for me. You know what I'm saying? It, it was uh, one of my friends was like, uh, it was real brave for me to talk about, you know, uh, what I talked about on the last episode. And uh, she commended me on it. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, today's episode is going to be a little lighter, a little lighter, because um, I want to talk about the essence of uh, my profession, what I do, uh, well, a bit of what I do, um, which is the studio, which is the studio. So today's episode is about running a studio, running, managing, um, consulting, um, putting together uh, a recording studio and, and running the studio the right way, or I, as I would say, um, just getting money, just getting money. You know what I'm saying? So that's today's episode. Um, and you know, just a little background about what I've done a part of studios. Um, right now, currently I run, um, three studios, um, local astronaut studios, which, you know, everybody that's been there knows it's like a big creative hub um, full of dope people coming in to do dope shit. Um, I also have uh, uh, LAX9 Studios. is another studio that I, that I partially run with some other guys. Um, and that's a towards LAX. And, you know, do our th- we do our thing. You know what I'm saying? Dope studio, a smaller, it's like a one-room studio. Very effective. Um, and the studio that I'm in now, I'm in Franchise Skinny Studios, you know what I'm saying? So uh, this is more so for, you know, photo content, um, but also, you know, I do my podcast in here whenever I get a chance or whenever local astronauts, which is like next door, whenever it's, you know, filled up or it got a lot, a lot of things going on. So those are three studios that uh, I run currently. And a little background about uh, previous studios. I've worked um, at uh, 319 Studios, 319 Music Group for the past, uh, for 14 years. And that was about two years ago. I worked there for about 10 years, um, you know, just running the studio, being a studio manager. Of course, still being a producer, uh, still working campaigns and still dealing with artists and doing other things. But just one of my uh, titles was studio manager. Um before that, uh, I worked for uh, for King's uh, uh, King's Music Studio. That was in Inglewood. It was, it was actually a small. It was more like a house uh, style studio, but it was very efficient. It was dope. It was ill. 
You know what I mean? Uh, uh, a lot of great music came out of there. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, shout out to my boy Terry. Um, and before that, it was just a bunch, you know, of me uh, having my studio at home, um, which was still an element of that as well. You know what I'm saying? Having a home studio, um, bringing that to life, really making um, the best out of, you know, having a confined room, which is also your living space that you turn into some a place where you can make some money. So I've, I've done that as well. That's where I started from. Now, people always get the misconception and believe that a lot of these amazing records that we've all grown to love, you know, comes from, you know, major, these big major million dollar studios. Um, and that could be far from the truth. You know what I mean? Um, some of the most precious records that we have ever listened to came out of basements, came out of basements, came out of somebody's home studio, came out of somebody's garage studio, came out of, you know, uh, building a studio in, in a hotel, um, came out of, uh, you know, uh, so many different circumstances of it not being a million dollar studio. And we've heard some of the best music. And the reason why I say that is um, even though whether it's a million dollar studio or whether it's a home studio, it still needs proper managing and proper maintenance in order for that studio to continue to exist, to continue to do business especially if you're getting any type of money from that studio. It's a lot of maintenance that's involved with that. So I definitely want to talk about that because there's a lot of studios in the LA area, which is, you know, what the biggest market, this is the biggest market in music. Um, but there's not a lot of good studio managers out here. I can honestly say there's not a lot of good studio managers and I, and I say that with the utmost respect because I want you guys and ladies to be better at it, to be better at it. So whatever information that I can possibly give to help people be better at this position of being a studio manager, um, I'm willing. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. I'm ready to dive into it and let's do it. Um, so those are places that I've worked as a studio manager and currently still work. Um, and, you know, one of, one of my colleagues asked me, what does it take to be a studio manager? Like, what, like, what do you have to know? What do you have to uh, specialize in in order to be a studio manager to manage everybody's, you know, studio sessions, uh, scheduling, getting money, stuff like that? And um, in terms of uh, experience of being a studio manager, you don't have to have any experience per se. Um, you don't have to have any experience in, in terms of the creative side of, you know, studio life and recording and stuff like that. You don't have to have any experience on the creative side in order to do this. Um, you have to have common sense, of course. Got to have common sense. And you have to have a good sense of organization. Those are the only two things you got to have in order to be a studio manager. Common sense and a good sense of organization, which is like the essential thing 
um, to be a studio manager. If you end up um, having skills like business management, if you have a skill like, um, you know, learning how to play instruments, um, you know, learning, uh, you know, working at other jobs where hospitality is, is the biggest um, asset uh, to the company. If you have those type of skills, they just add to you becoming a great studio manager. Um, but you don't have to have any initial experience. And um, one of the biggest things that I always like to talk about is, you know, we need studio managers like like the artist, even if the artist or the producer or the company, even if they have put the money together to build the studio, you still need someone to run it. You need somebody to run it and facilitate it and get it where it needs to be. There needs to be one person, hopefully two, depending on how big the studio is, that can facilitate all the workload and get everything in order. It's not going to be the rapper. It's not going to be the rapper. Promise you that. And all the times, you know, we're stuck with the producer being a studio manager, but the producer just want to produce. They just want to produce. They just want to get their music off just as much as the artist. And then the engineer, if it's the house engineer, they usually take on the majority of the responsibility of being a studio manager because they know the equipment and they're used. They usually, they usually have to be there um, when it's time to work the equipment. So they take on the, 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 the process of scheduling people, getting people in, closing things out, um, and, you know, taking care of, you know, the business by default. Um, but the engineer, the house engineer also, it's kind of like a bad thing unless they do it really, really well because they just want to get their money off for engineering. Because if they have to do the business and they have to do the engineering and all the workload, that means that they have to spend 24 hours in the studio constantly. Because the engineers are thinking for every session that they book, they have to stay there because they have to engineer the session. That's how they thinking. That's how they think. And partially it's true if you don't have another engineer around. So it's this entire layout of them spending their whole life in the studio to a point where they live in the studio. And if they live in the studio, it's very difficult to get money out of the studio that you live in. It's difficult. Trust me, I've tried it. I've tried it. And it's hard. Even for me, even for Polly Rob, it was difficult. I figured my way out that though. I figured my way out that. Um, so let's, let's talk about the equipment setup because, you know, the first thing people think is like, oh man, I need, I need 20,000, I need 30,000, I need 50,000 to set up a studio so I can start making money off of it. No, no. The equipment comes down to this. You have recording, you have producing, you have engineering. 
there's income to get there's income to get for recording people there's income to get for people producing or you producing people and there's income to get for people being able to engineer or you engineering people that's where the money comes from so when it comes to equipment you have to decide whether you want to build your studio for just recording just producing producing and recording or producing recording and engineering whether you want to set it up to do one two or three or one two and three or one and two or one and three or two and three however you want to do you have to decide that first because deciding that now decides the equipment that you're now going to buy a part of your studio. So with recording, you know you need a DAW, a digital audio workstation, because that's what we do now. We have digital audio workstations. You need a DAW. You need an audio interface. You need a microphone. You need cables. You need speakers. You need headphones. You need microphone stand. You need acoustics. I'm not going to get into this whole equipment situation um, in detail because everything's different. Look up on YouTube to find out how to build a, a, a good studio for the type of room that you have. I just want to break it down shortly. Uh, for producing an additional, you know, of having the recording set up. Producing, you would need... Uh, MIDI keyboards, MIDI controllers, um, you know, instruments, um, you know, bunch of instruments to be able to produce. You need that. If, if a producer want to come in there and bang out beats, he might have his equipment with him, but he might not have the 88 key keyboard, but you have it. So he's able to get busy on that. That makes him happy enough to where he want to book hours of time at your studio you know a, a producer may come in with his keyboard but now you got a MIDI controller that controls all of the particular knobs on his reasons or fruity loops and he want to use that or I can use that to you know make my sound put a filter on there you know put the low pass filter on there do the little you know ocean sound and bring it back out you can do that that's cool or for engineering, you need the proper acoustics. You need the right speakers with flat response rate, with a flat response so you can hear everything that's coming out of your equipment. You need different types of speakers. You need speakers for big major speakers to hear it loud. And then you need a small little radio so you can hear it how it will be it will be playing in a car radio or how it will be playing on a boom box you need different types of at least about three or four different types of speaker settings to have a room to engineer in the right acoustics making sure that you have the acoustics uh 
according to the speaker setting in the room, how big your room is, those are elements a part of having a in, engineer uh, uh, editing bay for engineering and mixing and mastering records. Those are elements. So you have to decide what type of studio you want to have. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. Then from there, another element is ambiance. I've been in studios where it's $100,000, but the lighting is terrible. I don't want to rap in here because the lighting is too bright. Can you dim them? No, we can't dim them. Fuck. The lighting is terrible. There are some studios where the lighting is perfect. You can dim them. Like in our studio, you can dim the lights. You can change the color of the light. I just put that in there. Shout out to Phillips Hue. You can now in our studio, you can walk in and say, Alexa, turn studio lights bright red. And it'll turn them all red. You can say, Alexa, turn the studio lights salmon and it'll be salmon. I kid you not. Anybody that's in our studio, you can see it. Matter of fact, I'm going to put up a, 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 a video on Instagram, on my Instagram. Follow my Instagram. I'm going to show y'all today. You can um, say, hey, Google, turn my lobby lights and my studio lights uh, school bus yellow and it'll do it. That's our ambiance. We have LED lights in the corner to change those colors. Now you can change them just with the voice. You know, the ambiance of your studio is important because people got to go in there and perform. They have to go in there and perform. You want them to feel like they on stage. You want them to feel like they're in the moment when they record. You don't want the, you know, some, some people like the lights bright, but some people like them where it's dim. Some people like them where it's off and it's just a light beaming on them. Figure out how your ambiance is going to be set in the studio. It's very important on whether your customers come back or not. I knew for me in my studios, that we, we weren't going to have a lot of space. Not in the first couple of studios. We, wanted, we wasn't going to have a lot of space. But we also knew that a lot of the great records came from basements, came from home studios. If you look at the back of uh, um, Outkast's um, ATLians in the inlay, the actual picture is a picture of their studio room and it's just one room with a gang of equipment in there. That changed a part of my life of how I see things. Dope as shit. So then I told myself, since I don't have a whole bunch of money to get a bunch of equipment, I'm going to get the essential things but I want to get the ambiance right. 
I want to make sure people feel comfortable with being in my studios. I want them to be able to come in, kick their feet off, grab their guitar, grab the mic and start playing. In our studio now, you can place the mic wherever you want. Wherever you want to place the mic, you can do it. Not a problem. And the acoustics and the sound quality is still the same no matter where you move it. That's what we own. You know how it is when you got an artist, especially a male artist, nine times out of 10, you're going to have women come through. Women going to pull up. And trust me, when a woman pulls up, she looking at your studio room. She looking at your ambiance. She looking at how your shit is laid out. She looking to see if you got Cheeto bags and blunt wrappers and ash all over the seat and the floor. She's seeing if, if she there early, she going to see if you start a new session. Did you wipe down the couches from the other previous niggas that came through? She watching all of that. I got some of my best tips of how to lay out the ambiance from the studio from a woman. Because I wanted women to feel comfortable. So what better way to make a woman feel comfortable than having a woman come in and put that little extra, a little extra into the studio. Gotta have the right pillows. Cause if, if somebody wanna spend a countless amount of hours, you gotta have the right pillows. You gotta have the right sofa that's comfortable, gotta be clean. You gotta have a small refrigerator full of water, full of the right stuff. You gotta have, you know, little uh, jar candy somewhere to where they wanna get a little short little boost they can get a quick little boost to finish the verse, to finish the song. Stuff like that. I learned that from a woman. Ambiance is a very big thing in studios. Our studio consists of two rooms in local astronaut studios. And we have some of the best people in the industry come in and record with us. Because our ambiance is killer. It's killer. Go to IG and type in our IG for our studio is Local Astronauts Studios. All together. Local Astronauts Studios. Look it up so you can see how we work. Some of the best people in the game pull up on us. Ambiance. Gotta have it. Now, studio managers are the people who are the glue between the producers, the artists, the engineers, the clients, and the people who spend money on the shit. The people who spend money love to call a studio manager and say, yo, I need to book 12 hours right now. Do, are we open? They wanna call the studio manager to do that. They don't want to call the artist and say, yo, you got a studio, I want to book 12 hours. No. They don't want to call the producer for that. They don't want to call the engineer for that. Trust me. 
They want to call the studio manager and say, I want to book 12 hours. I want to book eight hours. I want to book four hours. They'd rather call the studio manager because they know the studio manager is going to take care of the business. They're going to make sure that everything's right. They're going to make sure that they get their space. They're going to make sure that no other people are in the studio while they're working. They're going to do all of that. A studio manager is going to do that. That's why it's important to have one. You can get money. You can get money doing it. Even investing in studios. Please invest in the studio. You can get some money. Trust me. I've been doing it for years. I got three of them. You can get some money. Trust me. Now, last thing before I go. The business elements are the most important key of why a studio manager needs to exist. Business elements. You need somebody who's good at scheduling, who can schedule things the right way, who can talk to a client and get the right dates together and make sure that everybody's on time. The engineer is on time. The producer's on time. The artist is on time. The payment is made on time. Most importantly, the payment is made on fucking time. That is important. There's so much to deal with. In my, when I book studio sessions, one of my first rules, when you book the studio session, if it's any hours over six hours, you have to pay a deposit to book the time. Non-refundable deposit. For any studio session, when you step into the studio, before anybody presses any button, before you even put your bag down and roll a blunt, you need to pay the full amount before the session starts. Full amount. Another rule. You're 30 minutes, 45 minutes late, we cancel the session. Your deposit is non-refundable. Another rule. If you don't clean up, we take, we take it off your card. $25. These are rules and elements that need to be implemented during studio sessions. It can't be about, yo, the homie got a studio, man. I'm finna pay him a couple dollars to come in there and work. No, it don't work like that. Everybody gets an invoice. Everybody gets a invoice. I don't care who you are. You get an invoice and you must pay that invoice in order to get busy. Reason being, which moves to my next part, the clients. Clients respect when the business is in order. Case in point. Let me ask y'all something. When's the last time you ever try to shortchange an Asian person? When's the last time did you ask 
an Asian person for a bargain, for a discount. You don't do it. Why is that? Because they ain't playing no games. They're going to give you the service that you want. They're going to take care of the business. If they fuck something up, they're going to fix it. But guess what they not going to do? They're not going not one dollar under what they rate is. And you know why? Because they do what they do the best. For anybody who does a service the best, they not doing no type of discounts, B. So when you run in the studio and you want every dollar to be accounted for, you want every dime in your pocket from the session. It is your job to make sure that that service and that client is taken care of to the utmost because that's the only way you're going to get every dollar amount that you need. You start fucking up on shit, equipment not right, engineer pulling up late, they're going to start shortchanging all the way to a point where they're not, you're not going to see them no more. Very important. Take care of your clients. Ladies, when you go get your nails done, who do you go to? Do you go to the people who be late all the time? Do you go to the people who don't do your shit right? Or do you go to the people who take care of your nails as soon as you walk in? And you know you can stay there for an hour or two hours because you know that person is going to take care of you the right way. Hair included. Who do you go to to get your hair done? The reliable or the unreliable? And do you question them on the price every time you get your hair done? No. You give them exactly what they want because they're taking care of you exactly how you need them to. That's what running the studio is about. It's about taking care of your deliverables. And that's the real reason why you need a studio manager to take care of all the deliverables. An artist is not going to do that. Producer not going to do that. Engineer might do it every now and then, but he's not going to do it as consistent. You need a studio manager to take care of all the deliverables. Take care of what needs to be taken care of. Making sure everybody get paid. Making sure that the studio is still intact. Making sure that the maintenance is taken care of. Very important. And let me tell you something. If your studio don't have a studio manager, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm sorry. Because I know it's going to be some type of fuckery that's finna go on. I could almost guarantee it. And for all the investors out there that are trying to figure out what to invest in, Investing in studios is not a bad thing. I'm trying to tell you. Investing in studios, I'm telling you, investing in studios is a beautiful thing. 
There's profit in it. And always remember, there's artists that's going to record every single day. It's artists out there in the world that just want to be on. If you had a business that decided whether an artist make it or not make it, that's one thing. But when you run in the studio, you understand everybody need the music. Everybody need the music. Everybody trying to record to get to that one point. So if you have the facility to be able to record the good, the bad, the ugly, the cute, the talented, the non-creative, you getting money every day. Every day you're getting money, undeniably. That's what I want. That's why I got three studios. Because of that idea. Everybody want to take pictures. Everybody want to do an Instagram video. Everybody want to record a song. Everybody want to do gospel music. Everybody want to do some voiceovers. Everybody want to do commercials. Everybody want to do videos. Everybody want to do shit like that. That's why my studio exists. I will forever get money. Forever get money. Don't let nobody tell you different. Investing in a studio with the right studio manager is a beautiful thing because the studio manager is going to make sure that the money is in, the maintenance is taken care of, the work is done, and all of that other shit. Important thing. And this also, another point, is people believe that when you work in the music industry, the first thing that they think is, oh, you're a rapper or you're a producer. No, nigga, I'm a studio manager. I get money. And I invested in the studio. I get money. You know what I mean? There's so many other jobs out there that's past just being the talent. Studio manager don't have to have no experience. Like I said, no experience. You just got to be able to know how to organize and you got to be able to have common sense. You can get money. I've seen some of the best studio managers in the game. Shout out to Simone. Shout out to Simone Creole Voodoo. She do her fucking thing. They get money over there. You know what I mean? Um, I've had the privilege of running a couple of studios and one of the biggest things that I can take from that is um, you get some amazing opportunities um, being a studio manager and it's not all for music even if you don't have a talent in music you know you can meet somebody that if that's in film you can meet somebody that want to invest in in you know whatever you got going just from being a studio manager like I've seen it and I've been a part of it you know, and I, I, you know, I appreciate that you meet some of the most great people, you know, humble, um, down to earth, hardworking, you know, great, amazing people in the world. Just from being a studio manager, that's just one of the, the one of the good perks of being a studio manager is you get to see um, hands on how greatness is made. You know? How greatness is made. You get to see hands on. 
how greatness is made. And I, I've had the privilege um, to work with, watch um, some beautiful people and beautiful careers blossom. You from that. Um, running a studio, whether it's out of your house, out of your basement, or it's a million dollar studio, one of the biggest elements to it is um, being somebody who can be sociable and just be genuine with everybody, man. Being genuine with everybody is a big thing. Um, I've been privileged of being able to stay in this game because um, I've been taught by some of the best people in the game of just being humble and, you know, learning and knowing how to, you know, be sociable and just give people what they want. Give people what you feel like that they need. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that that's golden. And I'm, I'm one of those dudes. I'm one of those helpers. I want to see people win. I want to see records flourish. I want to see, you know, pe people, you know, chase their dreams. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm into that. You know what I mean? And, you know, running a studio for anybody that uh, has any aspirations of doing any type of music, um, you know, look into being a studio manager and what it takes to be that. You know what I'm saying? Because it, 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 it's a dope career. You know what I mean? You could turn it into some great stuff. You know what I mean? And I, I appreciate y'all uh, for tuning in. Um, I knew I knew this podcast was going to be short um, because I got a lot of stuff to do. And I actually have a session. I got a four-hour session right now that I got to go to. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Make sure y'all keep subscribing to me. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on uh, Google Play, Spotify, um, uh, SoundCloud, of course. Man, this is the Potty Rob Podcast, man. I appreciate y'all showing so much love, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I'm out.